You're now listening to Movie Night with your hosts, Dwayne Perkins and T.K. Kelly. Welcome to the Movie Night podcast, everyone. I'm T.K. Kelly, joined as always by my hilarious co-host, Mr. Dwayne Perkins. Each and every week we watch a movie along with a special guest, and then we talk about it to you guys because it's literally all we could come up with. Yes, it is. And this is a special week, and I I say that a lot, but I really mean it this time. You know why, T.K.? (laughs) Because this is the movie night, and this is the first time we've had a movie star. It's this true. is the first time, and and she's graced our presence. Um, she's hysterical. A friend of mine uh, just wrote a book that I just read and I loved called "I Blame Dennis Hopper." It's she, her story is amazing. You have to check out the book. She's a bridge between old Hollywood and new Hollywood. She literally knows everything about Hollywood. Uh, also works for Turner Classic Movies, uh, where she interviews people. She's a movie buff. Also, she's probably seen more movies than me, you, and all the guests we've ever had on the show combined yeah i feel like she's gonna blow us out of the water i guarantee you i guarantee you the uh the lovely the talented Ileana douglas is with us tonight i'm gonna give you i've never used this before but i'm gonna there it is yes the technology leap we just made (laughs) that was the first time ever and you deserve that so thank you thank you thanks for being with us and uh How's it going? What's going on? It's going uh, fantastic. I love. I you, I sometimes worry though my movie references start to fade in the eighties. Not quite sure why that is. It fall. It starts to fall apart. Yeah. Well, well that's all right. I mean, our movie this week is close enough to that. Yeah. So we yes, should be all yes. right. And right I'm, I'm like, and I'm like that with dances. Like the Harlem Shake was my last. <laughs> well, actually, I learned one dance after the Harlem Shake, the Crump. I just couldn't resist. But <laughs> after that. You know, my hip-hop dances. Yeah. I can do every hip-hop dance up to the crump. Up to the crump. And up then, to the crump. And that's and it. And you're just drawing a, a line in the sand. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Never I, again will I learn a dance. I may be able to nay-nay, but I'm not going to promise anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's going on, Ileana? What have you been up to? Well, I've been on my book tour. Uh, thank you for plugging the book. Yeah, yeah tell us all about it. Dennis Hopper. Um, it is a memoir, but they're stories, because I used to love short story books when I was uh, younger. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to... It's not a career book. It's basically people about people I've met in my career who have changed my life. Some of them I have done movies with. There's a whole chapter called What It's Like to Work with Robert De Niro, because yes. that's the question I most get asked at by TSA people as they're going through my bags. <laughs> uh, but there's a, I had a very memorable meeting with Marlon Brando. The so Marlon Brando thing is great. It's my biggest show business regret. Yeah, that's crazy. Because yeah, I, that was really interesting. Because you you regret. I regret not having sex with Marlon Brando. Why well, we all do? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> I could have been telling the story right now, and even if I was traumatized, it would still yeah. be a good story. And yeah, been that, Brando. That, that's such a, but a I'll never an know. entertainer thing where you're like, I regret doing this thing that I know I should not have done. <laughs> right. But what right. a story! <laughs> but also, he, he could have died while you had sex. It could have been that electric for him, and then boom, now oh. you. Now you're golden, That's right? That's a story. Uh, I killed Marlon Brando. <laughs> right. yeah. Or the opposite. He could have killed me. That's true. That's I mean, true. depending on yeah. what kind of positions you guys are trying That's out good. and what point in his life it was. And then at that point, you're like a trivial pursuit question. You don't want to... <laughs> That's a weird trivial pursuit question. Like Who Mom- was crushed beneath Marlon Brando? <laughs> that, that, that actress in Cape Fear. <laughs> right. 
Um, what about the title? I blame Dennis Hopper. What's that about? It refers to the whole, as I say, the whole book is a movie book, and the title refers to in 1969, my parents saw the very iconic movie Easy Rider, which was mm-hmm. about the hippie it's a road culture trip movie. Yes, and my father just became obsessed with Dennis Hopper and the sort of the message of the movie, which was freedom. So he ended up leaving his job and starting a commune on our property called the studio my mom full full-heartedly went along with this idea <laughs> and pretty soon we went from being like upper middle class you know connecticut suburban people to uh the dirty hippie freaks that you know everybody <laughs> made fun of and, <laughs> and uh so we went from you know being rich to being poor and then so it became like my life was like this movie i was literally surrounded by all these people that were like Dennis Hopper. So that's how my childhood was. And it seemed like a movie. I was in this movie. sounds like a movie. Yeah, that's great. It definitely was. And I write about that. And then as I get, you know, I'm starting to get a little older, I realize, (laughs) I'm thrilled to find out that my grandfather is a very famous, very wealthy movie star. Right. And that's the interesting part. I didn't. I, I read the book. I didn't realize that you didn't know that till you were a little older. Well, you know, because we you, you don't have a sense right, of, right. you know, and again, yeah, yeah. my first memories are of like being on this commune and, well, this seems fun and we get to go to Earth Day and, you know, wear a poncho and there are all these people <laughs> around and, uh, you know, um, you know, my father's around all the time. I mean, actually, when I was a kid, I thought my dad invented Earth Day. I actually thought. <laughs> That's great. Because he was always out promoting. I was like, That's, I guess, That's what he thing. does. He's... <laughs> but then when, you know, I started to get more of this awareness of like, oh, your grandfather's Melvin Douglas. And, you know, that's when, and my grandfather took me to see my first movie, which was at a drive-in. It was Romeo and Juliet. And so then I had this sense of like, oh, I want to be in show business. I don't want to be a dirty hippie. I want to be, <laughs> right, I don't want to be right. some Dennis Hopper in a poncho walking around. Exactly. <laughs> and what, what is the feeling of that like? Because like, I, I have a belief that what people think is nepotism is sometimes that, but it's more like just the belief you can do it because someone you know did it. Yeah, it's more than more than anyone really helping you. It's just that be- inner belief that oh, I know this is a real thing. It's not like well, it could I, really happen. You know, I think it was both for me because yes. you have to remember my parents. Everyone always says, "Oh, well, well why didn't your grand you write about it in the book and being so poor and we were on food stamps and why didn't your grandfather help you and." You have to understand, my parents chose this. This was a right. life choice. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like they lost their job and needed money. No, they were like not going to be tied to the man. That's, and, you know. I, I love that it was all sparked by Easy Rider, too. <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. So they, you know, I would come back from my, both of my grandparents, my Italian grandparents would take me to the movies and, you know, there'd be food. My Italian grandparents, you know, took me to ball games. I watched television round the clock. Same thing at my grandfather's. I, you know, there'd be uh, servants, and my wow. my parents were completely. They thought that stuff was horrible. They couldn't believe. You know, I would come back, and they'd be like, "They're brainwashing you know, her." It's, 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 it's kind of like giving a, a child one of these crazy names. Like it's like naming your daughter Volkswagen or. <laughs> r- r- <laughs> Sharon, you know what I mean? Shanique, you know, whatever. Uh, like Volkswagen, well, I love it. So <laughs> it's like 
that may be your belief, but you're sort of like inst- instilling that belief before they have a chance to choose. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's forced on you, do. and yeah. that's and that's great too, though. That you had that exposure because of your grandfather. That you were like, oh no, I absolutely want to do that. Yeah, and not this <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, yeah, he took me to the set. He invited me to the set of uh, being there, which is one of my greatest, one of my favorite movies and books. I tell people it's it's uh, Peter Sellers, one of his later roles, and it's basically Forrest Gump before Forrest Gump. That's how oh, I describe good, it to people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, I love that movie. I love it. Absolutely love it. It so foreshadows, of course, what's happening today politically. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, but, you know, my grandfather was so revered at the time. And, you know, just even visiting him on the set, I mean, you know, went, drove in a town car to the set. And, and how old were you about when this was happening? I was around 14. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that's so be very impressionable. Yeah, yeah. And going from like having posters of Peter Sellers on my wall and watching the Pink Panther and Inspector Clouseau. And right. now I'm actually watching him work. And of course, he looked dramatically different. He yeah, didn't yeah. have any hair. Yeah. It was like, you know, and my grandfather knew him. And and they sat me in a chair, you know, next to the director. And I was watching them all work. And so it just had a profound effect on me of like, oh, this is what I want to do. Because right. I was a shy kid anyway. And this, to me, seemed like this world. Because back home, I was getting picked on in school, like for being the dirty hippie kid. <laughs> and I and then this seemed to be this world that I wanted to be yeah, in, where yeah, everybody sure. was talking about right, movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you talked about, I don't want to give everything in the book away. You guys got to get the book. Yeah, but, it um, sounds really interesting. You know, Peter Sellers told you, ride a unicycle because it's hard and not everyone can do it. And that blew my mind. When I read that, I was like, I wish I read this book when I was like 16. Because uh, I think comedy may be my unicycle, but yeah. I think there's other unicycles I, I haven't going out on that on a uh, maybe a it was an actual unicycle you yeah, could yeah. have been maybe a professional a unicycle. unicycle so i say that to say i mean you may talk about it in your book but what is your unicycle that thing you said i'm gonna do this because this a be- is- being a being an independent film and yeah. my whole journey has been again like how profound that somebody who's a comedian who i re- admire said this thing to me when i was 14 which seems sort of funny everybody was kind of laughing and you know, but ride a unicycle. Don't forget to ride a unicycle because it's hard and not everybody can do it. And so many times in my life journey, it's like you struggle and you don't maybe get the parts you want and you have to always reach back into yourself. And I have found, I don't know if, you know, if it's the same thing with you. Whenever I do something that's mine, that I write it, man, it just seems to take off. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's as much as you want the parts to be handed to you, it's always the things that you have that have the most personal meaning for you you write that you write yourself or you produce yourself those are oddly the things absolutely and, and you, you learn the most people. you learn the most from them too and that's what it means to me about you know so doing independent films is what i want to do I, I don't enjoy really doing studio films you know uh i love you know writing and directing that's really what has touched people the most is is writing the books and my intros and working for Turner Classic Movies talking about films and you know I'm going to be directing a movie now that I wrote so Oh nice. So it's like, you know, ride a unicycle, it's the hardest thing, but when you get it, it's it's you know, you're really proud of yourself for staying up there. Right, exactly, exactly. That's great. Um uh yeah, as it sort of that this year, did a movie trying to do the festival thing now and Shot a, shot a comedy special. So this was my, in essence, my unicycle year. Well, yeah. last yes. year was, yeah. I like that, my unicycle year. <laughs> right, right. Are you, have you ever thought about 
writing a, a film based on your story as a kid, like going from this regular, you know, middle upper middle class kid to yes. the hippie commune. It's, uh, that sounds so insane yeah, to me. It could also a, be a TV show. It, too. it sounds yeah. very indie movie to me. <laughs> yes. I had another movie in me that I kind of wanted to do first. Mm-hmm. Um, that So I'm, you know, so I have that one. And then after that, I want to go back and exp- explore some of the things about my childhood. Definitely. Because it was pretty it was pretty That's crazy. That's super interesting. <laughs> That's so far from the norm. That's amazing. Yes. Well, in the midst of it, too, to have somebody like, you know, I don't know if people want to go way back with Melvin Douglas. And, you know, he was a very erudite film star in the 30s and 40s. And, you know, to have him come to visit us living on the commune. <laughs> right, you know, it was right. like barefoot, you know, riding on a pony. And like, look, Grandpa, I'm going to be in the circus. And, you know, and that's kind of when he took me under his wing. He was like, I have to save this child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if it even matters, but who was your your mother's parents and who was your your father's parents? Because I, I don't I don't know if I if you said it, I didn't I didn't get it or whatever when I read. Well, just my my mom's parents lived. Uh, I spent uh, a vast majority of my childhood. Again, I like when I was little, I used to think, oh, like, man, maybe my parents don't like me. But my brothers were sort of a unit, and it was like literally school would end in the summer, and by the time I got home that afternoon, they had already arranged for like a ticket, a train ticket to go to New York. Right. So. I uh, so I would spend all my summers with my Italian grandparents, and they were very kind of blue collar. Lived in Queens. My uh, grandfather was a construction worker, uh, a steam fitter, welder, and my grandmother worked at Gertz Department Store. So that was like my whole. I would you know go to work with my grandmother, right. and they were your mother's, parents? and they were my mother's. Oh, parents. I see. So it was your. It was actually your father's father who. Mm-hmm. Who was the Academy Award winner? Yes, two-time then, Academy Award winner. Exactly. And then my dad's uh, uh, father, Melvin Douglas. My grandmother was Helen Gahagan Douglas. She was, you know, a, a, had been a politician and ran against Nixon. So it was a real juxtaposition to go from like Queens and all the Italians to, yes. you know, the the uh, Upper West Side and all the cultural elite uh, with my right. grandfather. You know, having dinner with people like Myrna Loy and. Mrs. Richard Rogers. And what's crazy is that it's, <coughs> that means your father grew up kind of knowing about film and, and seeing his father do stuff. Yeah. And still Easy Rider had that effect on him. It, you would seem, you'd think that would have an effect on someone not as close to the, well, to, it's, yeah, to the business. It's funny, I guess maybe it just sparked in him like to go against everything he knew. and he Because he had known that life and he was just like, I don't want any of that. I'm going to start a commune, which right. is a bold move. I think, I mean, the same thing with my mom. It's interesting because, again, like growing up in Queens, it was always like, you know, we were, I was, as the grandchild, like, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world that there were Italians and my grandfather would take me to baseball games and stuff. But my, again, my dad was such a hippie that it was like he taught my mom to kind of be, you know, embarrassed of right, right. working class and the blue collar and like being at that time in the 70s. You know, that was the, that was the culture. It right, was right. kind of like you didn't want to be bourgeois you know right, you didn't right. want to be wealthy kind of fight the machine. it <laughs> yeah. sounds like uh, i could be wrong but it sounds like your uh father was too bold <laughs> and your mother was never satisfied yeah <laughs> Dwayne Perkins wow. the master of the transition has returned 
let's get into the movie, guys. That is our movie this week. It's from 1984. It's called Purple Rain. Uh, directed by Albert Magnoli, starring Prince, Apollonia Cotero, and Morris Day. Uh, what do we think of this movie, guys? Purple Rain, how do you feel? I, th- I think you had to you have to have at least some experience with, with that era to appreciate mm-hmm. this movie you, you yeah. pop it in right now you'll be like what the hell is this yeah. it's pretty crazy yeah like you can't you... I was born in the year this movie was made yeah oh wow so it, it doesn't uh, yeah, you probably... some of it doesn't compute but but Prince was so huge when I was a kid so it right. sort of translates still but uh, it's yeah this movie's insane <laughs> <laughs> I think to me it's like it's like we have these great songs we just need oh yeah that's exactly what we it just was. need to piece them. We just need to piece them together some sort of way. Loosely string them together with <laughs> right. a story, <laughs> right? Well, he probably was going to do a concert film, yeah, because you know right, there's the right. concert, and then they want to build something around him, and that's how it sort of comes about. It is. It feels like a hybrid between a concert film and a narrative, and it. I think it really works because of that because as much as like it gets ridiculous and silly at points, the performances are such a huge chunk of the movie and they're so good mm-hmm. that it's like it's still totally watchable. I think also um, I was so interested in knowing what Ileana would say about this movie, but yeah, I think it's Can't like wait. it's not about how good or bad a movie is. It's it is about that, but it's also about what the movie thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think this movie knew what it was. I think and, so. And, and didn't try to not be anything else. So it's some of the stuff is forgivable because of that. It's like him and Apollonia. It, it's like they meet and a second later, it's like instant attraction and she's taking yeah. her clothes off. And it's There's just, no you know. Con- no concern <laughs> with like getting there in the right way. It, it, right. They just kind of, things just happen in this movie and, and you have to accept that. Exactly. And, uh, not exactly. let that bother you at all. <laughs> well, here's my, here. this for me, the movie comes out in my sweet spot, 1984. Right. I'm in New York. Actually, in one of the chapters of the book, I'm talking about living in, I've lived in an apartment in Brooklyn. I I think there were 10 women like living in, oh, yeah. you know, it was like one of these things where it's like, I, are you living here now? You know, yeah. you just <laughs> like, you don't, you know, we didn't have enough money for uh turn on the stove. So I had a percolator and we used to cook like hot dog. We'd cook, oh, that's cook great. we'd have coffee and then, you know, the coffee, pour the coffee out and then have like, we would cook hot dogs and hard boiled eggs like in the percolator. And, you know, that's how we were living. Uh, Purple Rain comes out. We we go to see it. One of the girls, she buys the album of Purple Rain. She literally, for the year I live there, she played it every single night. <laughs> right, like she'd come right. home. I mean, that's what to me is like, you know, it represents, and I was, I think I was about 19, 19 or 20 when the movie came out. So for me, it represents, the. for me, the reason the movie gets away with like, oh, come on, I don't buy that. You know, when you're 18, 19, you do, you do think that yeah. love is going to be right, that way. You right. think you're going to meet someone and you're going to look at her and she's going to take her clothes off and jump in the lake. <laughs> yeah, it is. You have these yeah. and, and, delusions and, of grandeur, you know. And even if you don't buy it, like you're right, when you're that age and especially that era and Prince was the man. Yeah, that era especially. Yeah. You buy it. And, and if even watching it now, if you don't buy it, it's like, okay, just suffer through this. In, in five minutes, you're going to hear a great song yeah, and see yeah, a great yeah, performance. Yeah, get the, it's, like, so, it's like watching a softcore porn. Yeah, it's like it's going <laughs> to be okay. you got to get through that scene where they actually yeah. talk. <laughs> and, you know, my Prince story is interesting. I saw this movie um, earlier that day. Uh, I was, you know, I forget how, you know, 10, 9, 8, somewhere around there. And my father was drinking, right, earlier that day. And 
you know, hitting the sauce a little hard. And then, you know, great, great guy, but he would hit the sauce and kind of get in your face, you know. Um, never, he wasn't really mean. He just, he was more philosophical, you know, when he got drunk. And I would, I would try to follow him, which is why now I can really pay attention to things because mm-hmm. I would try to make sense out of what he was saying. <laughs> so on this day, he's drunk, he's all in my face and he's talking. And I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having it this day, right? For whatever reason, he said something I didn't like. And uh, I said, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker, right? And then he's drunk, and he got upset. And then, like... Oh, he didn't take that well? As <laughs> soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I can't beat him at all. Like, I have yeah, no... Yeah, yeah, this was a tremendous mistake. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was not the right move for me. <laughs> so then he gets mad, and my cousins grab me in the nick of time. He's, he's trying to get at me, and they, they separate us. And, 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 like, my cousin's like, just, I'm going to get you out of here. Like, this is... He needs to calm down. And she takes me to see Purple Rain. Like, literally, oh, we leave. Oh, that's crazy. And I'm and watching. And he says that. I mean, he basically dude, says that line. I'm watching Purple Rain, and it's just <laughs> it's just flowing. <laughs> just my eyes. <laughs> yeah, and oh. it's just. And uh, we end up watching it twice, because that's what you did back in the day. And you just watched it twice. I think we got there like a few minutes late, so we watched it again. Yeah. And the funny part is when he's upset, because... And by the way, Morris Day, how how funny is Morris Day? Like so he's just he's incredible. He should have been in way more movies. I don't know what yeah, happened with well, that. Yeah, like, I thought he was going to be a big star. Oh my god, he was so good. So anyway, when Morris Day brings in Apollonia, and Prince is upset, and he goes to his dressing room and he's kicking things over. Yeah. And this is in New York. This is on Forty Second Street, just before it was Disney. Like this oh, was when yeah, it was way before right. it was, it was, it was yeah. terrifying. It was Forty Second Street. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, <laughs> Prince walks into the thing. He paces in his dressing room. He's kicking things around. And some guy just yells out, and just at the perfect time, he just yells out, sit down. And Prince sits down. And everyone loses it. Like, <laughs> it's the funniest part of the whole movie, right? Yeah. And we just, and I didn't notice, but my cousin remembered the, the exact moment. So we watch it again. And now it's us in the movie theater. And Prince goes back and he's kicking everything around. And at the same exact moment, she yells, sit down. And he sits down and everyone loses it. And we're like, man, we, we <laughs> the joke works for us too, you know. That's so, hilarious. But yeah, uh, when he that whole Prince father thing, it was like the day I had a, not a, not a fight, but almost. A yeah. Fight with, yeah. Well, you know, I, I feel like the whole, if you just take uh, all of the actual narrative parts of this movie and you consider it like a fairy tale. Yeah. It can it can totally get away with everything. Where it's like the because they don't they don't have time to get into why him and Apollonia fall in love so quickly. They don't really have time to give mm-hmm. Morris Day much of any kind of backstory. Even his parents, as horrible as their relationship was, you didn't get enough time yeah. to know them and stuff. So it was really yeah. just it, it reminded me in a, of a fairy tale in that way. Where it's like definitely you know it's there's a lot of song and dance and the in between just happens quickly. Yeah, and it's almost in in a weird way kind of follows the rules of screenwriting, which is a uh, get in late, get out early, right? So yeah. it's like, we don't see anything develop. Everything is what it is. Just yeah, but you see the full song performances, <laughs> right. which is the yeah. best, but it's amazing. But I wondered too if it, fo- you know, and again, it's the, even though it's a fantasy, but it does sort of follow Prince's real life. Yeah, so. It's, yeah. it's like so, loosely based on his real life. And so therefore, we can identify not only with the movie, but with Prince himself. And there is like a long tradition of... You know, trying to put, I mean, you know, I think you have the Everly Brothers, you have Bobby Darin, Peggy Lee, Doris Day, I mean, even Frank Sinatra. Some singers really did transition to great movie careers, but usually their first movie is kind of a, they try to do a loosely based autobiographical thing that is mainly singing Mm -hmm. with a little bit of story. So. Yeah, and that's what this, and this is kind of around the time where Eddie Murphy came out with uh, Delirious, a little bit 
Delirious was a little bit before this. And Eddie Murphy kind of made fun of Elvis for the same thing. Yeah. When he said Elvis was so good, he didn't even, he couldn't act. They just let him sing all his lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Elvis, Elvis, we've got to win this race. We're going to win this race. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- there's, yeah, there's definitely that. And um, But Prince, you know, he also, he's just so electric. Everything, you know, he's just so... It's like one of these. It's a hide your daughter's moment, but it's also a hide. <laughs> but it's a hide your son's moment too. It's just, yeah, it's, he's just engaging. You can't yeah. like. There's no not getting pulled in. Yeah. Now, was his father lying in a sense? Because you know, there's a competition, right? There's always father son competition. Right. And the father's like, "Well, I didn't have to write anything down." Oh yeah, he was lying. And then he found all this stuff written down, right? So yeah. I yeah, it was. was it was just that like he was being shitty in that moment. Like but, that's but, why he'll never be as good as I was. But Prince yeah. felt like he was touched. Well, I would have been like, "You lying bastard!" <laughs> he <I> fucking <laughs> wrote down everything, everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, if it's based on his real life father, yeah. who was also a musician. The other thing that's interesting is again, I think it should be touched on is that. He succeeds where Michael Jackson, in a way, fails. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson sort of remains an adolescent. You can't imagine right. him having a mature relationship with a male or a female. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's a teen star. Whereas Prince, I think, again, hits the marketplace, like, just when everybody was really excited to have a great song you could dance to. Um, you know, and, and that's what it reminds me of in New York. It just would be like, you know, if your party's a drag, just put on, yeah, you yeah. know, Let's Go Crazy or Raspberry Bread. Just put something like that on and everybody's on the dance yeah. floor. Yeah, I mean, the music in this movie, even, uh, you know, Morris Day Morris has just Day. a couple of songs and they're just such fun songs and performances. And like, it's. I mean, the whole thing, it's supposed to be in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was very funny to me to imagine. I'm like, this is not a Minneapolis that I've imagined, like this kind of crazy rock club. Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but that scene, it was just like seeing all the people in the audience, uh, the way they all dressed, just wore the most insane things. And then <laughs> they all danced to the routines. Like, it's sort of... Um, it's like the beginning I, of the electric slide or something. Like, everyone's yeah, doing the same it's exact like, it's dance. It's like this dance rock, though, where like... It is a rock song, sort yeah. of, but it's it's poppy and there's a performance aspect to it. It's it's sort of a start of that, but I you know, feel like, that it wasn't going on much before then. Yeah. But that was a flaw in a sense, too, because, not a flaw, but like f- na- from a narrative standpoint, Prince is doing songs that no one else likes and uh, he's kind of like an artist who only cares about himself. So he's supposed to be losing a little bit of his popularity. Yeah. And so like he's on stage killing it. And then you show like Morris Day and the owner of the club, and they're just shaking their head. This like, guy sucks. It's I'm like, like uh, he's fucking this murdering right now. This, this, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't suck. I'm sorry. It's like, amazing. What yeah. are you talking about? It, it is funny in that <laughs> right. way. I mean, it's also very funny too how like you have to be forgiving of the way they just slap songs together and like they're, they're uh, they write Purple Rain on the spot. None of the band even knows he wrote lyrics to it. <laughs> it's right, like right. you have right. to be forgiving of that sort of stuff and forgiving of the yeah, this guy he's never gonna make it, and you're like he's obviously going to make it he's way better than everyone right, right. <laughs> well again do you is it the juxtaposition of morris day kind of old-fashioned like the temptations right. or the ojs yeah, yeah, yeah. so there is a little bit of a hint of that of yeah like they Prince. just didn't know what he was yet. exactly yeah they, but they, i think you would have matching to matching suits you would have to set it in a different environment because prince seemed <laughs> like he was performing for his audience like you, yeah you, you see the audience they're all young and kind of like they all have feathers hanging from their ears and yeah, stuff yeah. so 
<laughs> if it was like an old jazz club, right? And then who was like, who is this freak on yeah, stage? Why is this no- dude humping the air so much? <laughs> yeah, then it'd be like, okay, slow down, son. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's launch into these games while we still have a little bit of time left. Uh, each week we do a handful of questions about the movie. We'll start off with our old friend, uh, the drinking game. Make a drinking game out of this movie. So every time something happens that is repetitive in the movie, you take a drink. Um, I'll start this one off. Mine is very easy. Happens constantly. Every time someone is wearing sunglasses indoors. Yes. Nice. A lot of, nice. lot of in, indoor sunglasses at night. I don't know how anyone could see where they were going. <laughs> yeah, I've tried it. It's really hard. In a dark yeah. club. In a, like, yeah. Prince would just be walking into shit constantly. <laughs> what do you think, Dwayne? Um, okay. I want you, my goal is to get you toasty for the moment at the end. Uh-huh. I don't want you to be completely uh, obliterated, but I want to get you toasty. So every time Prince starts playing Purple Rain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What you a know, tease like, that was. <laughs> so every time he starts playing it, you just take a little drink. So that way, by the time he gets to the song, you're toasty, you're nice, and you're all singing along and everything. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is great. They do such a good job of building up to that finale. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a little bit, it's predictable, uh, corny yeah. in a lot of ways, but it, they build it so well where he keeps starting the song, and you're like, when is he going to listen right. to it? Come <laughs> on! <laughs> well... A couple every time Prince takes his shirt off. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really like unnecessary. His beautiful little jockey body. <laughs> yeah. Every time somebody gets slapped. Or There's a hit. lot of slapping. Oh my God, yeah. And and that's a leap when he slaps Apollonia. You're like, yeah. whoa. Well, he kind of blasts her too. I was like, like, holy we, shit. We get it. You're just like your dad, but like, you're yeah. just like your dad. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. Just <laughs> but that's also funny too. Like that's that's indicative of the era. Like this is made just enough just long ago enough where you're like you can bounce back from that and not hate the character but it, now yeah. you're watching like oh man he just he just hit her right yeah. in the face yeah. she just bought him a guitar and he punched her in the face yeah That's, that, that would not be in a movie today <laughs> used to represent like drama and the relationship exactly, exactly. Away right. with it was, more, it yeah. was like he Passion. was just tortured and, and you could be like well it's because his father was that way <laughs> yeah Get oh that was with- rough Let's uh, oh, I love this one. By the way, invoking yes. your uh, your transition that that we already did up top. Uh, so so Dwayne, you want why don't you read this okay, question? So you this question is um, Prince may be just like his father and mother, <laughs> uh, too bold and never satisfied, respectively. Like a math question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what two ways are you like your parents? And then uh, I don't know if you want to start, Eliana, or yeah, why don't you lead off for us, Eliana? I'm like my mom in the sense that, that uh, yes, I'm always worried because she was always, you know, worried about being poor. So, oh yeah, yeah. saving tin foil and like uh. we were in World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> and I find and I find myself, yeah, like I'm like, oh my god, I just washed out a Ziploc. Like I'm gonna reuse it. Right, that, right. I hate oh. that. I'm just like my mom. <laughs> And then I'm just like my dad in the sense that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a rebel. I'm always like, people are like, don't get into it. And I'm like, no, I have to get into it. <laughs> right, right. And there's really no reason for me to get it. We have like a problem with authority or if somebody's getting picked on, I find myself getting in the middle of things. So those are mine. That's, I, I can't even explain how this could have happened, but my thing about my mom is the exact same thing. Literally down to, I wrote down, I caught myself washing out a Ziploc bag no! the other day. <laughs> I swear crazy. to God, I swear to God, it's right here. It's, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, yeah. like, we're doing fine. I, I, we we yeah. can use a Ziploc once. And, and the funny thing is, too, I, we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, but my parents both grew up 
with very little money. Right. So it was in them more so. Where, yeah. And yeah, it's exactly that. Right. I Just oh, just I reusing them. things, eating oh. the heels of the bread. Everyone's like, you eat the ends of the bread loaf, you monster? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's bread. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I make French toast out Yeah, of I got it. Uh, and then my dad is is just holding on to little things. Like I just, it's weirdly like there are certain things in my life that stick with me that were so insignificant but still annoy me, and yes. it makes me think of my dad because my dad. I actually have a stand up bit about how he, every time I see him, somehow manages to wedge into conversation about how horrible his trip to the Dominican Republic was <laughs> because he got like a shitty plate of chicken wings. And how long ago was that? Twenty five years ago. <laughs> He's still, he's just so bent out of shape about like, and I bought into it and I'm like, right, yeah, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not going there ever. They have horrible yeah. chicken wings. <laughs> That's it's great. bizarre, but it is, I, I got that from him where it's just that certain thing that like it sticks in your craw for whatever reason. How about yours, Dwayne? Uh, well, mine is my father. I could have said too intense, but I went with uh, too smart. So, and I don't know if it was <laughs> too humble. What? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but like when my father would explain things, he, he would skip some steps <laughs> And then it would it would be I, I even saw Prince do this in an interview. Well, he would say something, and like I think it makes sense, but you you left out something I think in the middle. Yeah, where you think everybody's in your thought process. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think I do that sometimes when I, I just sort of jump to my conclusion, and people are like, oh, "So wait, wait, no, what are you saying <laughs> so, exactly?" So Dwayne has lost his mind. Yeah, <laughs> he's so I not do making that. any sense. And I'm he, he was also intense, but I went with that one. And my mother is opportunistic, and so I'm a little bit like that, meaning like she. She's so good with time, and so like if you're, um, if I'm home and I have a car, she'll say something like, "Oh, uh, just run me to the supermarket." But then on the way there, she'll just remember all these other things she has to do. She's like oh, I just got to run into the uh, this thing really quick and that thing, and it's like, what do you do when I'm not here, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but she's really, uh, really good with time, and uh, and I, I try that too. I try to fit more things in that fit. Yeah, that then can really fit in, and mm-hmm. which causes me to be late. But then sometimes I, I feel like, man, I got a lot done. So I get that from my mother. That's that sense of um, just multitasking, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What uh, which one should we wrap up with, Dwayne? You want to do a sequel or you want to rename it? Um, mm, I guess rename it. All right, let's yeah, rename so it quicker. Purple Rain, which is if you've if you've never heard of Prince and you don't know anything about it, you're probably wondering the entire movie like why is this called Purple Rain? Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Um mine is uh Man Heals the Movie. There are a lot of shots of Prince's sweet man pumps that he yeah. rocks the entire time. The way he can <laughs> the way he can move in those shoes is just awe-inspiring. <laughs> so I thought you were spelling H E A L S. So, um, oh, man heels. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean like man pumps, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to call it. Right, right. Something about his amazing shoes and how nimble he is in them. When he he comes running down the basement stairs at one point, I was very worried for his safety. Nice. What do you think, man? Uh, mine is melodic dysfunction because uh, it felt like it's sort of like when you watch this movie, like you know, having a dad, an abusive dad, all the, he makes all that stuff not seem as bad because you get to sing Purple Rain at the end, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally and, worth it. Yeah, and I think Purple Rain is like death or world world war, you know, he said when you get mixed red and blue, you get purple, so like a bomb going off or something. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I would say melodic dysfunction because this guy, you know, took all of his pain and channeled it. Tortured star, man. Yes. It was beautiful. Ileana, what's yours? Um, 
I'm calling it Portrait of a Rock Star That Still Lives at Home. <laughs> oh, that's great. I did love that aspect of <laughs> I don't quite know how he pulls right. off being a super cool yeah, yeah, rock yeah. star living in the family basement. It is but, really funny because yeah. he's, he's like on the cusp of superstardom, so he's right. still just at home. But he's still like, Mom! Yeah, yeah. Stop that. And also, <laughs> gee, there is actually a sequel, quasi-sequel. Right, right. Um, graffiti Bridge. Graffiti Bridge, yes. Oh, I haven't seen that. And and then there's the other one under the cherry moon. This yeah, is yeah. the only film that he didn't. He actually directed Graffiti Bridge, so that really went off the rails. Right, right. <laughs> but he did put <laughs> he more. Thought everybody was in his thought process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what <laughs> yes. happened. Yes, that makes yes. sense. Uh, that about does it for this week, Ileana. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell everybody where to find you online or your book, all that sort of stuff. You can get I Blame Dennis Hopper uh, at Amazon. You can find me Twitter at Ileana Rama. Also, Facebook at Ileana Rama. And we have an I Blame Dennis Hopper Facebook page. Check it out, guys. Nice. Uh, Funny DP is the Twitter handle, DwaynePerkins.com. The website. Uh, June uh, Catch me at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival In Portland Then uh, Also June The Great American Comedy Festival In Nebraska uh, And In July Look for me in Hong Kong Ooh. Just look for him <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be hard to find <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I am at TK Kelly Comedy On Twitter Follow us on Twitter Here as well At Movie Nightcast uh, Send us some movie suggestions Some game ideas Some naked pictures Whatever you guys want uh, Thanks for listening Ileana Thanks so much for being here Thanks Thanks for having me Tune in next week guys <laughs> You've been listening to Movie Night With Dwayne Perkins And TK Kelly Be sure to like them on Facebook. Just search for Movie Night Podcast Show. And follow them on Twitter. Just search for at Movie Night Cast. You can also find them online by going to thenetworkstudios.com. Until next time, bye-bye.